time for Dodger Baseball. We are now a week into May, and what that means is we are now a month into the baseball season and a little over two months away from when the Dodgers are allowed to have sex. This is Swing Shift. My name is Ryan Bershinger. He is Bo Benson. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SwingShiftRNB. We didn't really get to talk about that. No, no. Wow. They were... There was something in the water at the All-Star break last year. <laughs> they were... I guess they, the uh, the latest round of congratulations goes to, to Caleb Ferguson, right? He, he, did, just, is he, he was just put on the God fraternity. damn. Um, yeah, which hey, you know, it was something. It was like six guys in two a span of two weeks. Those guys were all. <laughs> when does when's Kershaw's ping pong thing? Is that during the All Star break? Um, typically, but I don't think it was the last year because they had to use the stadium for yeah. For, so like, I mean, dude, there must have been some Dodger orgy somewhere. <laughs> Who do you think's the most likely to host one? Uh, well, Cody went on. Yeah, leave, I so. think it's Cody. <laughs> I also was going to say Cody. Like, I, I think we both wanted to jump on that and yeah. just like, oh, no, let's let that breathe for a second. Yeah, no, it's Cody. And, he for sure was like, uh, hey, uh, everybody, we're having a party at my house. And they're all like, <laughs> okay. And then they get there and it's like, yeah, there's Cody just naked. He's like, yeah, I told you guys it was a sex party. And they're all just like, well, we're already here. Let's go with it. Uh uh, but what's really funny is that once everybody came back from the paternity leave, um, the Dodgers have been winning ever since. Yeah, well, see, it's because they listened to me and they started practicing the art of semen retention. <laughs> uh, they stopped. They stopped wasting their ma- their male essence and started uh, withholding it. And you know, Mookie's got some home runs since then. It's That's plenty, right. Yeah, there's plenty. There's power in that, and I, I urge anyone listening to look into it. I, I believe, and this is without a joke, I think Mookie's OPS is over 1,000 since he returned from paternity leave. And that's that's yeah. not a joke. I'm, well, I'm yeah. fairly certain that's right. He stopped, uh, you know, started keeping it in his pants. And look uh, what happens. Good things. So that's what happened, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was, okay, let's let's list them all. All right, it was Mookie Betts, uh, Evans Max Phillips, Muncy. Max Muncy, uh, Bruce Argraterol, yeah. uh, Cody Bellinger, Who's you know of course no longer on this team but was on the yeah, team yeah yeah you know presumably I think, I think Caleb also yeah Caleb Ferguson Caleb Ferguson I think like right. even just looking like I saw MLB Network had just a list of guys that went <laughs> on paternity leave and it was just yeah like well also you know like can we just talk about like how ridiculous it is that guys would go on paternity leave in the middle of the baseball season God like. Just unbelievable. <laughs> uh, like you have you have games to play in the month of April, and you're choosing to spend time with your newborn child over your teammates. That's crazy talk. You know, I hope to God that then when Mookie is um on his deathbed, and he's he's looking into the eyes of his son or daughter, I don't know, <laughs> sure. um, he says to them, you know, I really wish. I missed your day of birth, so that way I could have played in that April game in Chicago yeah. in 2023. Yeah, we could have beaten the Cubs. <laughs> we could have beaten the Cubs and finished with 92 wins. Uh, the funny thing is, is they did. They won two or three of that series. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> um, 
if you have a chance to take paternity leave, it doesn't matter. I don't care what you know. If you're if you're Tom Cruise in the middle of filming Top Gun, and they he said we can though. only he wouldn't Tom... he, he would have his wife give birth on the plane. Yeah, yes, yeah, of course. No, Tom Cruise is a professional, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, if you have the chance to take paternity leave, I, I literally do not care what you do. Uh, you take it. Yeah. No, I, look, paternity leave is life changing. I, as someone that has gone on that, uh, like a whole two or three months where you kind of just don't have to worry about anything at all, mm. except, you know, keeping this newborn baby alive. Uh, it's pretty cool, man. Well, as we mentioned, uh, the Dodgers have just been winning ever since then. Um, in fact, they've won eight of their last nine, and and let's uh, zero in on this 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 last week and a yeah. half here. For I, the Dodgers. But I will say before we start, uh, yeah. I will not admit that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. There is still a chance this team is bad. Sure. Um, and even if they are good, I will never admit that I was wrong. Well, there you have it. <laughs> and this is how I get an actual like sports talk radio job. I just will not admit that I was wrong <laughs> it's, it's, uh, at any point in time. It is a hallmark of the uh, of the occupation. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate to break it to you, but you know, uh, yeah. we have never we've never been wrong on this show at all. No. Never, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> never. If you talk into a microphone, yeah, you're, you're not. right. Yeah. Um. So the Dodgers swept the Cardinals. Then they swept the Phillies and then took two of three in San Diego. Um, and again, keep in mind, those are your World Series champions right there. Right. Like, right. that's a big deal. Um, in all seriousness, all three of them playoff teams last season. Uh, the the Cardinals are very far from that right now, <laughs> but that's, that's a, we're gonna we're gonna uh, get into the state of the Cardinals later on because I think it's really really funny what's it, happened to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you truly hate to see. <laughs> um, but I think the the biggest takeaway for me in terms of what the Dodgers have done over the last week and a half, despite what Bo just said, um, I think this run proves that this team is a good team. And I think this was really important for us to see as fans because especially with the way that the Dodgers were slow out of the gate in the first month, um, given the fact that you have such a different roster from last season, uh, you have a different makeup of the rotation, some of the guys in the bullpen were struggling, guys that you needed to be good as part of that pen, and then, of course, having a lot of young guys in the everyday lineup and having guys slump out of the gate like Max Muncie was... Um, it was a little concerning to see them play just 500 ball for the first month because they were kind of looking like it's possible <laughs> that this is what this team is. And then this last week and a half, again, yes, the Cardinals are are bad, it turns out. But um, you have, I they won games in three different ways over the last week and a half. And this is what good teams do. They won games outright, dominant, pouring runs on like they did with the Phillies a couple times. They won close games. They won one nothing against the Cardinals. One, they they won what well, they you know two one or three yeah. one the other night against the Padres. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they won in comeback fashion. You have Gavin Stone's major league debut. They come back. Max Muncy is a walk off grand slam. Oh they were down God, by like so yes. <laughs> they were they were down by like five and at one the, point. I think the game. yeah the best part about that one was that it was off Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, like that was just an entire <laughs> season's worth of frustration. And it was just the first pitch. Just oh yeah. my, he just killed it. That was wonderful to watch happen. And of course, you have the comeback last night against the Padres. You have Mookie hitting a, a game tying two out home run against Josh Hader in the ninth. 
and then uh, manufacturing runs in uh, in extra innings along with Alman's home run. Um, all of these are examples and, and reasons as a whole. It's a reason to 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 point to and be like, okay, this is actually a good team. They've got like the second best record in the NL now, um, and like I said, they're winning games in different fashion Mm -hmm. and with these comeback wins specifically too now we're starting to get that feel again that we've had for the last couple years which is this team is never out of it and that is the hallmark of a great team is that if you feel like a team is never out of it then you're going to be able to ride that confidence into the postseason and hopefully something happens yeah you like to see it i mean the comeback wins are, are i think satisfying because it is important um I think the biggest thing with all this is that Miguel Vargas is finally appears to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, I think people kind of forgot that he was swinging with one hand. Mm-hmm. And he even in spring training, he wasn't swinging. Right. Uh, so that game he had against the Phillies, I think he had what is like a couple doubles and a home run. Mm-hmm. So that's good to see. Um, but, man, that, that series this weekend was pretty satisfying for being a May-April series. Yes. Like the whole offseason – Everybody just kind of burying the Dodgers, which I think they were right to do. Mm. Still think they had a horrible offseason, and the Padres spent, you know, the entire GDP of the United States on three players. But (laughs) (laughs) to to go down there and win two or three um, is pretty good, man, pretty good. I know it's just May, but, like... I, I do think it's funny the switch up from some uh some Padres fans who will rename nameless remain nameless uh to re to to play the uh it's just May card after like the last, you know, four years of uh shit talking throughout the entire season. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting to see that. <laughs> um I think the of course the most satisfying thing about it. Um, is you have after that first game where Kershaw, who, by the way, Clayton Kershaw was your pitcher of the month in the National League for the first month of the season. Well-deserved. He was fantastic. And that's just another reason that, like, we still take for granted just how good Clayton Kershaw is. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the the shitty part about it is he's not going to let himself have, like, a farewell tour. No. He's probably just going to retire at the end of this year. (laughs) Yeah. And just just be done. done, He's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, in San Diego on Friday, he did not have his best stuff. Yeah. Uh, he walked five in less than five innings, which he never does. That, that never happens. Um, so you had that game go that way, and, and uh, Tatis was the only one, really, who even hit him hard. Which course. is, you know, fine. I mean, yeah. steroid users, they get lucky <laughs> all the time. That's why they do it. Yeah. Um, what really made the following two games extra satisfying was that after, at the end of that game, the uh, whoever runs the Padres scoreboard was really feeling themselves. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's the inverse of Sujo. <laughs> it's uh, it's Sujo with a mustache. It's probably Stephen Woods. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, they put up like a, a you know an image of of yeah. sad Kershaw. Yeah. And then with the tears running. Now, like, when I'd first heard about them doing that, like, you know. The, it's I'd annoying. Be, it's, yeah. it's annoying. Like, yeah. I There was that definitely. That that's the wrong. Nerve. That's the wrong person to do that with. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And, like, I think, thankfully, they did, in fact, get killed by, like, media at large and social media. I think yeah. they, 
realize that they probably picked the wrong uh, wrong member of the opposing team to to do that shit with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I watched it and I'm like, well, you know, it is it is rather cartoonish. So like, yeah, it, it was it's like itchy and scratchy level. But like at the same time, I'm like, god damn it! Like, well, you of all people, like you put anyone else up there. Um, <laughs> But, like, especially what was best, too, is, like, after the game, Fernando Tatis himself said, like, oh, Kershaw's one of the best pitchers of our generation. He was yeah. praising Kershaw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, maybe maybe the, the scoreboard operation. Yeah, and, I mean, and Kershaw said, you know, if you don't like it, you should pitch better, which yeah. is the correct response. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. I mean, Mookie kind of acknowledged, too, the, the trash talk from San Diego and mm-hmm. – uh, I guess a team and individuals in the stands. So I mean, it, it's what they do. It, yeah. It's how they are. Right. Um. So it was even better that the Dodgers then proceeded. Yeah, to win the next I two do. Games. I do think that <laughs> if the Dodgers weren't such pushovers, they would definitely have something on their video board right. this Friday for yeah. Tatis. Maybe him with a needle coming out of his ass or something <laughs> like that. But they will not do that. Uh. They could use they could use the image of Machado screaming at at, at Tatis yeah, they, a couple years could. ago. Yeah, um, that would actually. Or be like good. I, the only time Bruce Star Gratterall's ever been good is uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. even then that was just because Cody Bellinger saved his ass. Yeah. So like they could use something from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just it, it's bush league, and I, I am I do think that there is a tinge maybe of uh media getting exhausted by the Padres Mm -hmm. talking the way they do and the fan base acting the way they do without having actually won anything because I mean fuck man when Mookie hit that game tying home run was it like Eduardo Perez was like that's a real baseball player right there Nando that's that's what a superstar looks like yeah (laughs) and that pissed that pissed off a lot of people but I mean like (laughs) I don't know man I I think there might be a little bit of uh, anti-Padres yeah coming along especially if they kind of hover around 500 the way they've been doing which mm. i i don't think they will there's simply no. too much talent on their roster for them to do that but right. also their bullpen is a fucking disaster yeah and even their starting pitching outside of you and musgrove is not not you thank you i mean you I could also it. you'd yeah. probably be better than <laughs> three-fifths of their starting rotation uh darvish and musgrove yeah no exactly um also how how bad has Juan Soto been? No, he's been awful. I'm glad you said something. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, like I like I told our dear friend Brandon, like this is kind of the normal career arc for a 35 plus year old, right? So, <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It. He was like a lock for the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and I. It, it's just been he's been bad. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like it, I, I really don't. It's hard because even when before he got traded, he was hurt for a little bit, and then he came back, and his numbers weren't great. But yeah. it was you kind of wrote it off to his injury. Yeah. Um. But even then, like he struggled, but also he had like a couple weeks where he was really hot, and like it it boosted his numbers back mm-hmm. up, and he was fine. Um. Yeah, there was nothing that really indicated that that he would have this level of a of a drop off. You know, last year after getting traded to the Padres, the the thought is you know it maybe changes scenery or I don't yeah. know something. The fact that he come out to a really slow start as such a young guy who has the trajectory that he should have, uh, it's bizarre. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah, um, young guy, interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, but but a star who is not struggling is Mookie Betts, and I want to bring this up. <laughs> 
<laughs> because uh, I've I I had seen this discourse over the last couple weeks. This yeah. is not a new thing. Where yeah, he's uh, he's he's officially Mookie again. Um, however, number five is still number five. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I don't know if we're if we're if we mean the same thing when we agree on that. Uh, um, uh, Freddie Freeman's actually like he's nerd stats coming. He's fifth in the in the majors in expected batting average right uh, now. Like he's yeah. he's his expected batting average three twenty seven. I would I would expect him to do better on the field, yeah. not not on the laptops. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, of course, he's going to be fine. I mean, he, everything indicates that he will. Yeah, be. Yeah, it's Freddie Freeman. Um, and uh, and even even then, like he's still like is doing decently. Like it's just uh, you know he hit like four hundred over the first couple weeks. So it's yeah, just he's gonna like... have like he's gonna have like a June or July where he hits like fifteen home runs, and yeah. it's gonna be like okay, yeah. Um, but I no, it's this this discourse had permeated over the last couple weeks about like Mookie Betts like really not being himself. And I found it so annoying. <laughs> I, just, I just found it so annoying. Because, like, if you realistically look at things, he, he had, like, a tough week-and-a-half, two-week run towards mid-April, end of April, um, and, and then missed a couple games because, you know, God forbid, he yeah. wants to witness the birth of his child. And, uh, uh, but legitimately, like, in the in this first week of May, he's hitting, like, 400 with like over 500 on base yeah. and, and it, he's got a, a over a thousand uh, yeah. OPS. And so as a whole, sure. Like his, his, his OPS is still like, you know, ideally somebody of Mookie's talent, you want closer to 900 and he's not there. But um, also it's because you're still looking at the scope of the entire season. And so statistics are weird. If you had, if you've had, you know, a week, week and a half of, of not producing, that's going to weigh down those numbers yeah. a good amount. So, um, I thought it was obviously, you know, his, that huge home run against Hader is fantastic. Yeah. I think also pointing out, like, in the Philly series, a, I think the second game, he came up uh, twice with runners on and two outs, and he drove in runs both of those times. Like, he's he's still very much doing uh, Mookie Betts things. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have the speed that he once did, but... I don't. I don't know if I really care about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, yeah. I think the offense is is still there, and uh, it's it's not full on, you know, elite ten win player that he once was. Sure. Th- yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's Mookie Betts. I, we. It's it's so easy to just get caught up, like you said, like an early season, up and down, like numbers but I trust guys like Mookie and Freddie and Max Muncy now that his elbow is probably fully healed from being fucking obliterated in the final game of the regular season <laughs> yeah. like I I desperately need everybody to apologize to Muncy for just burying his career right like that's so he tore his UCL on the final day of the regular season a yeah. year and a half ago or something like that like of course he's not going to be fully healthy and yeah as you mentioned uh, Muncie also turning things on has been gigantic. He now what leads the league in home runs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. You know. He, and that was after a week or two of doing absolutely nothing. Like yeah. his 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 uh his batting average was literally in the basement. Like he was <laughs> <laughs> those first couple weeks he was showing nothing. And since then he put that little slight backstep into his swing again. And he's he's Babe Ruth. Like it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, which thank God, yes, and, like, <laughs> and him and uh, Chris Taylor, 
yeah, Chris Taylor actually hitting over the last uh, a couple weeks now has been good. It's, it makes it um, not like I don't question everything when Chris Taylor's been yeah. a cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> I just only not, slightly not yelling it. for a, another beer from the fridge. <laughs> yeah. um, Jason Hayward, I want to mention because Hayward's numbers aren't stellar, but yeah, you know, again, nerd, stuff. nerd, yeah. nerd stuff coming. Um, his his quality of contact is yeah. incredible. Yeah, like his hard hit rate is super high. Um, I believe his his hard hit percentage is twenty points higher than it was last season. Right now, so. Um, he's he's hitting the ball incredibly well. So this sort of revamped swing that he came into camp with, it's working. Yeah. And so again, like for for a, a couple weeks there, Hayward would consistently hit above Outman in the lineup, and I'm like, I don't I I don't have an yeah. answer for that. I don't know why. <laughs> um, probably still wouldn't do it. I'd probably still have Outman hit higher than Hayward, but um, even today. Uh, Hayward's batting third against the Brewers. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, again, probably would put Outman there. Yeah. Uh, but, you well, know, that's, you know, okay. Outman was struggling there for a couple of weeks too. Um, mm. But then he had that big home run last night, and I would mm. just like to say it's because the jersey that I ordered uh, arrived. Oh, good. I got a cu- I got a custom made uh, Outman jersey. Nice. Told myself uh, whichever rookie started better, I would buy their uh, their jersey. So look for him to be dealt for Shohei Otani <laughs> uh, in the coming months here. So that's cool. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, not only, of course, uh, Kershaw wasn't the only one awarded after the first month of the season. James Outman, NL <laughs> Rookie of the Month. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see? Uh, did you say Le, uh, Le Mookie last night talking about how he always knew James Outman was going to be good? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He always knew. <laughs> oh, Saw him man. coming up and uh, just just had a feeling about that guy. <laughs> Oh, uh, good. I, you know what, Mookie can start doing that too. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm good with it. Um, a couple things I wanted to mention on the pitching side. Again, we talked about how great Kershaw has been. Um, Urias has been excellent. Dustin May has been excellent. He threw incredibly well the other night in San Diego. Um, Noah Syndergaard will, you know, he'll be in the bullpen at some point. But until then, this is yeah, fine. Whatever. God willing, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know. That's... You see, he's like, oh, I'm going to a hypnotist now. I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll try anything to pitch better. And it's like the hypnotist, like, you're getting very sleepy. <laughs> You're getting very sleepy. Stop pitching like an asshole. <laughs> Noah, we're going to do some uh, some uh, um, uh, sensory recall here. <laughs> Noah, do you remember what it's like to throw 100 miles yeah. an hour? Do you remember what it was like when you were good? <laughs> do that. Let's uh, let's just will that velocity back into yeah. existence, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good. Well, thanks, Thor. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that works. the The last thing he's going to try is he's he's just he's literally going to try to get struck by lightning at some point. So, he, yeah, no, I I that's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Tony Gonsolin has has looked fine uh, in his yeah. return. I didn't like their plan for that, but whatever. Yeah, uh, it, it was weird. Like they should have just called up Gavin Stone. Right for if, that start. If, if that's what you were gonna do anyway, then yeah. might as well. Yeah. Um. And let's talk about Gavin Stone because he he kind of got the raw end of the deal in the in his first start. Yeah. Uh. I think he looked fine. His he he came out in the first inning and the defense was not helping him at all. <laughs> Max Muncy booted a double play ball yeah. and then like runners yeah, was, came in because of that. So bad. good on you, Max, for making it up to him <laughs> in that game because otherwise you would have just damned. You would have ruined first start Gavin for, Stone's life. Yeah. 
Um, and there was another like there was a fly ball that fell. There was yeah, yeah it was, it was a stupid. Yeah. I think it was Trey Turner's double was um, like Miguel Vargas had to run back and it it was it fell in no man's yeah, land. It was, it was one not, of those things. It was not good. Um, but Stone stuff looked fine, uh, which is the more important part. Um, and so I, I think it was a good opportunity for him to get his feet wet. It, again, like I was a little surprised that they decided to do this because they weren't bringing him in to replace somebody in the rotation. It was just to move things around a little yeah. bit to, to give them a six man for a week and kind of give some guys some rest. Uh, but I mean that that choice did pay off because yeah. you you saw you know Urias and May they pitch well into their starts after that. Um, but uh, it, I, yeah, it was a little odd. It, it was, it just a, a weird strategy for a guy that you're trying to build up like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I think. Um, but now the good part is, is you feel a little more confident uh, whenever he's going to come back up for for another. Well, did start. they did they send him down already? Yes. Oh, yeah, they, did? they did. Okay. Yeah, uh, they sent him down right after. Uh, Wander Suero is now oh, uh, awesome. up with the Major League team. Awesome. Uh, he came in and walked three. In there, that's his, good. That's good. Against <laughs> the Padres. But, you know, again, just getting his feet wet. <laughs> um, um, and uh, just quickly on the bullpen, um, Victor Gonzalez looks really good. Yeah. And thank God. Like, that's yeah. that's great for him. Uh, he's been working hard to get back on track to where he was in 2020. I'm very curious what happened with him. Yeah. Like, that's weird. I, it's probably the same thing that happened to Vessia. Yeah. I, Vessia is awful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's hard to really identify yeah. what it is there. Because Victor, at least, like, like Victor, like, put on, like, 30 pounds after the, the World Series or something oh, like hey, that. He, he, he we, gained all, we all celebrated a little yeah. bit. <laughs> he, was, he, really, he really laid into it, and then he came back into camp, and he just wasn't. Yeah. Um, I think I remember correctly. He had in, insanely good spring training stats that that 2021 because I used that as an example mm-hmm. in, in a podcast we did. Um, uh, and it blew up he, in your face. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, to show like how you can't use spring training stats yeah. because then he was he he was, was awful, awful, and then yeah. he hasn't been back since. But um, I think he's at like six and two thirds scoreless innings right now, um, and that's huge because as you mentioned. Like Alex Vesia looks bad, yeah. so bad they had to send him down. Horrible. Um, and it wasn't an options thing. It was a you need to find where your fastball went. Yeah. Um, Shelby Miller has looked fine. Like he <laughs> looks like he can be a usable piece in the pen. Um, he walks some guys sometimes, but otherwise he's he's preventing runs yeah. at, at a good level. And Evan Phillips is an elite back end arm, and you know that that's that's closer by any anything but the name, really. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Um, there's still some kind of odd usages in terms of who they go to late in ball games. Bruce Gratterall was the closer for oh like three days. <laughs> I truly I don't care what the stats say about him. I have no, I do not like him at all. And I never will. Mm. I just I do not. I don't get how you can throw a hundred miles an hour to contact. Yeah. What does that that helps nobody? <laughs> helps nobody at all. Uh, but uh, yeah. Thankfully, this is an, again. I, hallmark is the word I keep I keep using here. Uh, a hallmark of a good That's team. The episode title right yeah. there. <laughs> hallmark <laughs> of a podcast. It's gonna get a lot of weirdos. will they'll tune in if, if, I, if I put the hallmark brand on this. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, um, uh, 
but but one of those things that good teams do, they, they the great teams do, is you can find relievers off of the scrap heap or have guys who had uh, success a couple years ago and it's been a while and now their time has come again. Uh, this is how you have to build the bullpen. You have to do it on the fly during the season every year because a lot of guys just can't be relied upon to be able to fully recreate what they've done in past seasons. Um you know, for example, as we mentioned, Alex Bessia, uh, he, he was coming into the season, a guy that you would view as one of the three, four most important relievers in the pen. He has to be in AAA because he's he's performing at that level right now. And then you kind of have to just fill it with other guys and hope that uh, hope it works. Sticks. Oh, but um, yeah, overall, like uh, this is I mean, you know. I, this is not uh, exactly enthralling for me to say, but it's been the best week and a half for the Dodgers this season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but put that in the papers. I said it. Nah. And if anyone could tries be, to say something similar, they stole it from me. Yeah. Could be worse. They could be the White Sox or the Cardinals. <laughs> and that's, that's oh, boy. A, the, I watched a little bit of the White Sox play the other day. And, um, like... They are an astounding level of bad. Like, Folks, he wasn't watching the White Sox play. It was just a uh, Three Stooges rerun. <laughs> I mean... But you couldn't tell the difference. They honestly, like, they look like a team where you're watching, like, a sports comedy where <laughs> in the first half yeah. hour they're showing a montage. Yeah, like it's like the spring training major league. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're showing bad. how bad they are before Airbud shows up and, <laughs> and is able to hit dingers out of nowhere or some mutant child comes well, in and is now their closer yeah um like they were they went to extra innings with the twins it was a 2-2 game and i need to remember the exact sequence of events here because it was all hilarious um (laughs) they they like they loaded the bases with nobody out and they didn't score because okay um somebody popped out first and then hanser alberto came up which by the way this is the state of the chicago white Sox. hanser alberto is playing every day and batting in the middle of their lineup just to show you how bad they are um, Hanser Alberto struck out on a pitch that hit him. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's that level of hilarity. He swung at a pitch and hit him in the arm, and he turned to the, the ump, and he's like, it hit me. And the ump's like, yeah, you fucking swung at it. <laughs> That's a strike. That's, it doesn't matter. The, he, he could have turned around and, and, and thrown the ball into center field. If you swing at it, that's a strike, Hanser. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, and then uh, the next batter struck out and ended the inning. Um, it, it went to the 12th, and then a ball went through Tim Anderson's legs. Nice. Um, and then uh, that that brought in the go-ahead run, and then the pitcher immediately balked the runner to the, to Perfect. the second. Perfect. The second. Um, was the Benny Hill theme song playing the yeah, entire time? It was. It was incredible. Yeah. It was good. a laughable series of errors. And then Joey Gallo came like a foot away from just absolutely destroying a ball. It went foul. <laughs> but it was just. It would have been the cherry who's, on top. Who's their manager now? Oh, I don't know. It's not Tony Larusa, still, is it? Uh, no, it's no, not. he's got to be gone. Um, ah, uh, jeez, I don't remember. It's, yeah, it's well, that's a new. good sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, don't need to remember White Rank because he'll be the, out of the job. The Cardinals being a disaster is my personal favorite. Yes, much more than the White Sox. Oh God, that's so good. The Cardinals tortured us for years upon years, um, and they're so high on their own supply. Like I legitimately think they're blaming Wilson Contreras 
for their pitching staff being bad. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly what's like happening. That it's is, so funny. They can say whatever else they want. We all know that's true. <laughs> like, What's great, too, is like the only thing the Cardinals have right now is like young outfielders. In fact, they have so many good young position players that they had to send Jordan Walker to AAA, yeah. despite the fact that he had a historic start to the season <laughs> where he got on base in every game. Um, and... Uh, they are now going to use Wilson Contreras as an outfielder yeah. slash DH. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though that's the one thing that they have. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. I, I'm sure, I think you saw it, but it has to be mentioned how, like, Eno Saris was writing yeah, about... Yeah, someone, someone talking <laughs> oh. about, like, how bad their pitching development yeah. is. Yeah. He, he, was, he was mentioning, like, how incredibly terrible they're doing in terms of actually, like, getting guys out. Um, and a, uh, a former Cardinals minor leaguer commented and he's like look yeah we had a, a cardinal scout and or, you know somebody in their development program come to us and say hey um don't try to strike people out um you need to get a result within three pitches so either they get a hit or or you get them out within three pitches so they're literally pitching to contact That's and they're, awesome. the cardinal way apparently yeah. is to teach their pitchers to pitch to contact which is even funnier now that the shift is gone yeah where Pitching to contact is an even worse strategy bad, yeah. than it already was. No, that, but hey, you can't argue with the Cardinals. Like it, it just it it couldn't happen to a better fan base. No. like it's just it's awesome. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, like now that the Dodgers might actually be good, these are two teams that they should probably try and you know fleece oh, yeah. in the coming months. I, I do like the Dodgers infield uh, defense is really bad. Mm-hmm. Like they got to get. They got to get Max Muncy off a of third base. Yeah. I don't really know what you can do with him, right? Because he needs to play every day. But uh, they got to get Muncy off a of third base. Nolan Arenado cannot be happy in St. Louis now. Yeah, um, I would maybe uh, try to make that call. Tim Anderson at shortstop would be a, a good deal. I think it's more realistic than like Adamas now that the Brewers are the Brewers aren't bad enough to really sell, right? Um, Unless they trade Corbin Burns and you can get him in a package deal, but yeah, or you know, you just uh, maybe hope that the Angels kind of flame out and decide <laughs> to trade Otani. Would you w- would you trade real assets for Otani? Last thing from me, like that. I think you have to, right? Yeah, if he's available. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, I would like. I, I would put. I I'd, I'd put Gonsolin in a deal yeah, for Otani. Yeah, like, even yeah. even if it's just quote unquote a rental. Yeah, it's it's not. I I I don't think, I don't think the Dodgers would do that unless they thought that they were I think, going to extend. I think there would be a six hundred million dollar deal on yeah. the table the day they executed the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's really what it would come down to is you're you're trading for an extra half season of Otani and the exclusive negotiation, right? Yeah, yeah I think um, so too. Which is still worth I real think, assets. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nolan Arenado would be very nice. He he is his numbers are down right now, but I still like Yeah, I, I mean take it's just because he's stuck in a horrible place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so good to say that about the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, it's so God. And it's it was it was, you know, a very uh a very widely known secret that Nolan Arenado wanted to play for the Dodgers. Yeah. And I'm sure that hasn't changed. Um he's from Southern California. Right. So like I, What you, what is his contract there? What did he he just um, signed an he extension? Resigned, didn't yeah, he? I think he's there for it's like another three or four years. Um but yeah, no, I mean I I would like if because the Cardinals are like if they're gonna be this bad 
they, they have to do that now because they have so many good young assets. They just need to trade like an Arenado or I don't know if they would trade Goldschmidt because that, that deal is such a bargain. Um, but you know, whatever they, they, they've got a bunch of young offensive assets. They can move to teams for pitchers who have the ability to strike people out. (laughs) Well, yeah, until they tell them not to do that anymore. (laughs) Like, look, I'm sure Michael Grove has learned a thing or two about striking guys (laughs) out. Like, you you want him? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they might take Brewstar Gratterall. They they might turn him into a starter. (laughs) I know. I guess that would be their dream. Yeah, that's their number one. He throws 100 miles an hour and it's to contact. (laughs) This man throws 100 to contact. Don't you want that? Yeah. Uh, they might give they might give us Nolan and Goldschmidt for that. <laughs> give us Ryan Helsley because he yeah. miss bats sometimes, <laughs> and you don't like that. Yeah. He throws one oh two and misses. Oh uh, man. Um. All right. That's that's uh. Yeah, yeah. It's just wonderful uh, seeing how it's, bad the Cardinals so are. I, every everyone loves that. Yeah. Every well everybody, all... but yeah, like that. The Cardinals were to us like what we were to the Braves, mm-hmm. right? So like yeah. Yeah. It's just good to watch them fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, really yeah, nice. like having to hear about the Cardinal way for so long because of Molina, <laughs> like it's just beautiful. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, the it's it is it is good times for the Dodgers right now. Yeah. Also, like getting Will Smith back, we never really mentioned, but getting Will Smith back was huge. Um. And and just how good of an offensive yeah. player he is is really wonderful to see. It, Anything to to see less Austin Barnes. <laughs> God. Uh, my favorite thing is um is is Miguel Rojas being used as a pinch hitter at DH. Yeah, which yeah. is uh, like <laughs> that. That's a th- like again. That's the thing. Like they they might be good and they might be winning now, but that their off season still made zero sense. Oh yeah, in the mic like oh, yeah. they gave him an extension. Yeah, they traded for him and gave him an extension. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, I would like to see Michael Bush play more. Yes, I was gonna like. Um, I would love for them to find a way to keep him. Up, yeah, uh, up in the majors. Yeah, and I think like the thing is is I like J D Martinez a lot, and and actually like when when he was healthy, he he was he was Probably doing pretty well. Second or third best hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he does need to be in the lineup every day when he's healthy. The problem is, is that this was the one problem that you know everybody who wished for a designated designated hitter yeah. um, is that it does tie up some things you can do, especially when you have like three other guys on the team mm-hmm. that really should be DHing. Um, so you know if. It, that's what makes it a little more frustrating right now is that when JD's hurt, this should be the time where Bush is playing every day. Yeah. Um, because you just have Muncy DH. Um, you can you can put Peralta and left a little bit. And Peralta doesn't need to play every day. I, I know he's paid no. like an everyday yeah, player. He doesn't need to. He he hasn't been that no, good. I don't think so. Um I still don't hate the guy and I, I still think he can give good at bats. Yeah, he just hasn't been I, that great. I think Peralta would probably be my DFA candidate. He's to, uh, getting keep there. Bush up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think like, cause if you were able to just DH Muncie, you can have Bush either at third or second and Vargas at the other spot. Yeah. 
Um, Chris Taylor playing shortstop every day is actually working nicely. That's really good because, again, like he's hitting. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not stellar defensively, but he can play the position. And for as long as he can actually play the position and hit pretty well, he's going to be the everyday shortstop, which is it's, it's fine. Like he, again, Chris Taylor is paid even more so as a guy <laughs> who should be playing every day. Yeah. So getting his bat going is important. Um, especially with the versatility that he brings, and it's good to see that he's he's been able to to pick that up over the last week or two, um, because for a while it was looking really bleak. God, it was bad. <laughs> so, it um, was so bad. So thank you, Chris. But yeah, Bush, I would like to see more opportunities because the bat is is clearly there. Yeah, he's just one of those guys where being in Oklahoma City is not really going to do anything for him. No, like he's ready. No, yeah, he's um. The contact is is definitely there. The power will will be able to see that yeah. with the more chances that he gets. Because yeah. I think right now, like his average is the same as his slugging, which means he's just hitting singles. But, <laughs> um, but that's fine. Like obviously, he had a huge hit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just you got to spend time seeing major league pitching. Yeah. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Um, and he's got like, I like his swing. Like I don't know how else to put it. Like I mm-hmm. I like I. He looks like a major league hitter. His yeah. approach at the they, plate they looks just, very strong. They, they just should not half-ass the youth movement thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're going to go young, go young. Mm-hmm. Like, Peralta, like, keep him around as a bench guy, but, yeah, you should be playing Bush every day. Yeah. Like, I mean, it'd be nice if Vargas could handle third base. Right. Like, you right. just put Bush at second, Vargas at third, and you DH Muncie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, JD being there is going to be a – bit of an issue but hey of course you know as we always say like especially in baseball you 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 can't have an overabundance of things yeah because it's um, always yeah especially yeah. with the dodgers yeah and and we've we know the importance that the dodgers place on having depth and it is good to see that they have depth yeah. this season because you know, Luke Rayleigh and Billy McKinney are not walking <laughs> oh, through that wow, door anytime dude. soon. And thank God, uh, I'm sure they're nice guys. But Billy McKinney, what a name! <laughs> Billy McKinney was uh, he was something else. Really? Yeah, I'm taking I, it back. I think unfortunately Austin Wins has gone to a <laughs> now, or Austin Wims, as I referred to him in the last uh, episode. Aust- I, yeah, Austin Wims does not matter what his real name is. No, again, sure he's a nice guy. People got all worked up because he he got he had an RBI in his first at bat, and everyone's like, oh yes. Of course, keep this guy around, and then he didn't do a damn thing after that. So <laughs> calm down. In fact, he like looked pretty awful defensively at times yeah. as well. Like so, um, uh, yeah. No, that's yeah. that's okay. Austin, uh, have fun elsewhere. Rest in peace. Good, good, goodbye. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, we can wrap this one up. This was a this yeah. was a good time. This was informative. Yes. I feel like everybody learned a lot. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think Steve did as well. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, until next time, this is Swing Shift. Uh, my name is Ryan Bershinger. He is Bo Benson. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SwingShiftRNB. As always, thank you to the house band Ass Life. You're just a tremendous job. Check out their new LP on, uh, on Bandcamp. Um, I haven't yet, and I really owe it to them. Yeah, that's, that's your bad friend. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. We should get them to like sit around once in a live recording <laughs> and just kind of play like Quest Love on the Tonight Show. Oh, I will have to play like their electric guitars acoustically. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you'll yeah. just hear them strumming in the background. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, that'd be good. That'd be good. I mean, I'm sure they would enjoy that. Uh, oh, goodness. Um, all right. Well, uh, until next time, uh, hopefully we get another good uh, win streak here going and we don't have to worry about talking about, uh, you know, negative things and about being passed up by the Pirates again or something. Fun fact really quickly about the Pittsburgh Pirates, remember, because we, we did play them a couple weeks ago. Um, if you look at last season, the Dodgers lost 51 games last season. And uh, uh, I think six of them were to the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. So over 10% of their losses last season (laughs) were to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And they had beaten the Pirates something like 40 times in a row prior to that. So, yeah. (laughs) So, unfortunately, too, for the Pirates, like, they... They got really hot and then and took out the Dodgers and they've I've, they've lost seven in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so after like, after uh, everybody spent you know five weeks being like oh they're they're, they're for real. <laughs> oh shit! Whoops, we are the Pirates. Yeah. Uh, well, that's too bad. You hate to see those kind of things. All right. Well, until next time. Uh, thank you, friends. Good night.